Hello and welcome to the Masters Voice. I am Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. Thank you for coming back. Today I have two prophecies to bring. They were posted on the blog, I think within the last two days or both of them on the same day, actually, which was yesterday. Um, before you go any further with the video, please check the settings. You can either look down at the YouTube, there's a little cog, a little wheel, or you can look up at the three dots menu. If the video is grainy, please put the video in 720p or 1080p. And if the video is going on and you notice that it starts to get grainy again, please understand, at least from what I've recently found out, that YouTube is um, automatically reducing the bandwidth that it gives for video. So it keeps putting it back into 360 or 480. And that's why the video might be clear one moment and then it turns grainy. So if you're experiencing that, unfortunately, you're just going to have to keep checking up there or checking down there to make sure that they are not automatically downgrading the quality of the video because um, sometimes I do get people saying that the video looks grainy but please understand that I've recorded it in the best possible quality that I can so I've been giving the prophecies I've been going through what I just basically call the war series um, going through the very very many prophecies on the master's voice you can find that in the link below all the information is in the link below so I recommend that you pause the video for just a second and always read the description box so that you know what each video is about. So you can find um, the prophecies of war, of coming war and destruction uh, to the United States on themastersvoice.com. But today, at the Lord's request, I am bringing uh, two, different, two different videos or two different words, and those are the recent words that I put up, I, I, I would just say, you know, I would just say that it is, it is a departure from the war series in a way. And I would also just say that I wish to make my feelings clear. Um, I always do state on the blog that I do not often get political prophecies. This is partially the case. The thing is that I, I do get them, but because I believe that it is the Lord speaking to me personally, I do not post them. And unless he says to post them, I do not post them. So I just wanted to be clear and understood because I've said on the blog many times when I'm writing and the Holy Spirit is just burning in my heart. And even the Lord has repeated that in the prophecies that I will read today. I've said on the blog many times that I think it is, I think it is very unwholesome and I think it is very disturbing the ways in which human beings generally, but especially here in the United States, the ways in which human beings allow their souls, their minds and their entire being actually to be completely engulfed in um, a civic exercise, yes, and a civic duty, yes, you definitely, as whether you're a Christian or whether you're a non-Christian, participation in your nation is key. It shows that you have affiliation with that nation. It shows that you have love for that nation. But with all things, the Bible advises temperance and to watch the way that people have become almost animal-like in their approach to things as this election was building up 
all year to know out there that families are split not because of any real family feud as in something that really happened that offended one member and now they can't seem to work it out but because one party is voting red and the other party is voting blue and they can't seem to to come to a point of reconciliation which just basically is the point of saying i do not agree with your viewpoints i don't agree with your policies but you're still a human being you know and as a human being, I have to respect the human, your, your humanity. And, and one of the primary tenets of our humanity is that we each have a brain. We each have a mind. God has given each person their own brain, their own mind, their own body, their own soul. We're all corporately packaged one by one. Even twins. I have twins in my family. Even twins come one by one. Two separate beings. So when we take away the personhood and we take away civility and we just begin to run like rampaging horses because of something that comes around only once in a while. It is strange to me. Another thing that is strange to me is, is this belief that God is, is so wrapped up in US politics. I saw something that really hurt me on a page um, on YouTube and a lady from the Dominican Republic wrote, I wish that God cared about the Dominican Republic. I never hear anyone speaking about what God's plans are for us. Does God only love the United States and Israel? And that really hurt my heart because she was asking, someone was purporting to give uh, a prophetic timeline and an entire map from now until 2025. And I, I won't say anything about that. The prophecy that I have to read will speak for itself. But this lady was troubled and she was asking, can, can I receive this prophecy too as a person? Because apparently the prophecy was so good and so oily. So um, she was asking, can I receive this prophecy too? I live in the Dominican Republic. But God never speaks about the Dominican Republic. God only speaks about America. And this is a very pervasive belief. I've said it in my videos before. There are more than 200 sovereign nations in this world. I do not understand the mindset that makes so many of us think that if, if God isn't talking about America, then he isn't talking at all. Yes, this channel is dedicated to the United States because that is the commission God gave me. It was very clear when he started talking to me. This was the only type of conversation he would bring up. It was almost exclusively the only type of vision that I would have, the only type of dream that I would have. But other nations are mentioned on the blog. Does God does care about all the nations. He cares about all the people. God is not exclusivist. God is not planning a U.S. rapture. He's not planning a U.S. deliverance or a U.S.-based revival. In fact, for someone who is the king of everything, God is surprisingly non-elitist, meaning that he loves everyone, everywhere, all the time. Even the wicked. So I'm going to share these prophecies. I'm not sharing them under duress. 
I'm sharing them for the same reason that I share all the other prophecies. I've received it and the Lord has attached a sort of urgency to them. And so let's go ahead and look at the first. This was actually the second, but the way that he had me put them up was to put the second first and the first second. So we're going to look at the second first post, which is called Little Fires. This prophecy was received on November the 21st, 2020. And the banner scripture is this. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who surround yourselves with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that you have kindled. But this shall you have from my hand. You will lie down in torment. So I got the Amplified Bible version and it says, listen carefully to all those who strike up a fire, who devise their own man-made plans of salvation. You surround yourselves with torches and you walk in the light of your self-made fires and among the torches that you have set ablaze. But this is what you will receive from my hand. You will lie down in a place of torment. And so uh, the vision that was in this prophecy was pretty short. I think the meat of this prophecy was more what the Lord was saying. So very early in the morning of uh, November 21st, which was yesterday, Sabbath, Saturday, uh, the Lord woke me up and he said that America is in her demise. And demise means death. It means uh, you, your end. He says, America is in her demise. America is in the time of her retribution and her judgments will not be held back anymore. Rise up and read Ezekiel 13. So I woke up, I sat up and I read Ezekiel 13 and Ezekiel 13 basically has one primary indictment and that indictment is against false prophecy and false prophets. So what God was basically saying is that all those who bring a word and especially he said all those who say thus saith the Lord which as we know is the emphatic stamp of prophecy when you say thus saith the Lord you are you are absolutely stating that I hear attest that the Lord Jesus Christ who is the spirit of prophecy that works through all true prophets the Lord Jesus Christ told me this the Lord Jesus Christ showed me this it is a very emphatic statement. You could almost say that it is the seal upon um, the ring, the signet ring of a king. When you attach that to words that you speak, you are absolutely attesting that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who said and showed you these things. Not only that, directed you to speak them forth in the public space. So this is why I share that there are many things that the Lord does say to me, but I can tell in my spirit, these are celestial FYI. This is just the act of one sharing with another, a man with his friend. But there are times when things come, such as the blood to drink prophecy. I continue to say, if you are new to this channel, if you've never seen these videos, please, the most important prophecy that the Lord has ever given me is the word that is entitled on the blog, blood to drink. Please make time to read that prophetic word. Please share that prophetic word because it contains important elements of our day-to-day -day life here in the United States that we did not know. It is a graphic prophecy. Please do not try to share such a prophecy with your young children, no matter how avid 
no matter what avid Christians they are, that prophecy is not for young children. Uh, even, even I would say use wisdom how you share it with your teens because a lot of our teens, they're watching all sorts of graphic violence on TV, but that's dissociative violence, meaning that what it is so far removed from the child and usually they've seen it so many times, people being blown up, buildings being blown up, blood just flowing everywhere, that they become dissociated from what real violence and real evil and real wickedness is. So that's just a caveat. Please do not share that prophecy with extremely nervous or old people. And please do not share it with small children. Share it wisely, I would say, but it does contain information that I think that we as people living in the modern stage, living in this nation, ought to know as to why God is so angry with the United States. So to go back to the false prophets that the Lord was speaking about in Ezekiel 13, um, I think it would be better if I read the verses because... I know that I always include the scripture, but I am not sure how many people actually take the time to go back and read the things that God says. And I really, really recommend that when you see scriptures or when you see passages, sometimes I use entire passages in these videos and on the blog posts, it really does help to go and read them because you will get a better idea of what's being said. So the Lord here is Ezekiel 13. I will paraphrase and move as fast as possible so the video is not lengthy. The word of God came to me and said, Son of man, prophesy against these prophets in Israel who prophesy and say to those who are prophesying out of their own heart, hear the word of the Lord. So this is what God does not want. God does not want man to take the vain imaginations of his own heart. What's a vain imagination? It means basically something that you made up. It's something that basically comes out of your imagination. It's not real. It's not true. God never showed it to you. You never dreamt. You never had the vision. God said not a word to you, but you woke up and you stirred up these things out of the kettle of your own heart. And then you spoke it forth and you stamped it and you said, this is the word of God. This is what God says. Woe to those foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and yet they haven't seen anything. Oh, Israel, your prophets are just like foxes in the desert, meaning that they are wily and slippery. You haven't gone up to build up the gaps in the wall to, for the house of Israel to be able to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. So what God is saying is that the true prophecy builds up the gaps in the human understanding. True prophecy will always expose where you are not operating in integrity, not only personal integrity, as in, are you truthful? Are you walking in the righteousness of Christ Jesus that we are all called to walk in? Integrity also means wholeness. So there's a lot of us in the body of Christ that do not have wholeness on the inside. We have huge gaping areas, areas in our understanding, areas in how well we know and understand the scriptures, gaps in how we apply scripture. And because we do not have integrity on the inside, our walls, the walls of our spirit, the walls of our soul, the walls of our inner man are like gapped teeth. You know, when you have teeth missing, it's like gap teeth. There are holes and that is where the enemy penetrates. So this is why so many Christians are struggling today. They're listening to people that do not build up the walls. 
They're listening to people that only scratch their affections. People have an affection for certain things in the body of Christ that I'm not going to go into. But even a little bit of mental application will let you know what the really popular areas are in Christianity today. The areas that are guaranteed to fill an auditorium in no time, no matter the price tag, when you put those areas on your flyer, people will come. And yet a lot of the people in those audiences have gaps. And God says that these false prophets are not building up the gaps in the wall. And as a result, the people will not be able to stand in the day of battle. The Lord says that they envision futility and false divination. And yet they say, thus saith the Lord. God said this. I see that a lot. You know, and the spirit of the Lord said to me, and the spirit of the Lord, and the Lord, the Lord said, may we be careful in these end times. May we be so, so careful. Because if you are speaking for God, brothers and sisters, and you are not careful of your soul, you will not have that soul for too long. They envision futility and false divination and they say, this is what God says, but the Lord has not sent them, yet they are constantly hoping that their word will be confirmed. Have you seen, have you not seen a futile vision, says God, and have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I, the Lord, have not spoken. Therefore, this is what God says. Because you have spoken nonsense and given a lying vision, therefore, indeed, I am against you. My hand will be against the prophets who see nothing and who divine lies. They will not remain in the assembly of my people, nor shall they be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into my land. By these things, you will know that I am the Lord because they seduce my people. They say peace when there is no peace and they build up a wall and they plaster it with false plaster. And they say to those who plaster this wall with unbaked mortar, tell them Ezekiel that this wall will fall for I will send floods and rain and great hailstones and the wall will fall torn down by a stormy wind. And surely when that wall has fallen, will I not ask you, where is the mortar that you use to strengthen your wall? Yes, God says, I will cause a stormy wind to break forth in my fury and there will be a flooding rain of my anger and great fury of hailstones. And I will break down that wall that you plastered with unmixed mortar cement. And I will bring it down to the ground so that its very foundations will be uncovered. It will fall and you, false prophets, will be consumed in the midst of this. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is how I will perform my wrath on the wall. And my wrath will visit all those who built it up and plastered it. And I will say to you, your wall is no more and no more are you who plastered it. You 
the prophets of Israel who prophesy concerning this city, who continue to share visions of peace when there shall be no peace for her, says the Lord God. I'll stop there, but this is basically the heart of Ezekiel 13. A sharp rebuke to people who seduce others with words that are carefully shaped, but they're not coming from the clay of God. You see people basically shaping up graven images that come from their own heart. And it's never been more pervasive than now, just as it was four years ago and four years ahead of that and ahead of that. In this prophecy that I'm about to read, forgive me, but it seems as if this video will be just a tiny bit lengthy. The Lord says, in this season, you built up a wall. You called him Cyrus and many things. You exalted him to the heavens. His name rose to the heavens. Now, how does a man's name rise to the heavens, brothers and sisters? It rises on the lips of people. There are people all over the world posting on social media everywhere. We stand with you. We stand with you. And is there anything wrong with support? It's not wrong with, there's nothing wrong with support, brothers and sisters. As human beings, if you will notice a particular, a particular aspect of our nature is to form sides and participate in ally culture, find our thing, our team, our group, our clique, we even have uh, shopper legacy cards so that when we go shopping and we shop at a store a lot, they give us a card to say best shopper, favorite shopper. Yes, human beings love affiliation. It's natural. But when God says that a man's name rises to the heavens, then you know that the lips of people have exalted this man. And it irritates the heck out of God, to put it mildly. And what he says in this prophecy is that before you lifted up the name of this wall, you did it again. You lifted up another man until his name came up to the heavens. And this one you were exalting as a Messiah. Brothers and sisters, do you know how heavy an indictment it is? An indictment means an accusation, a charge, and not just any kind of charge. It's not just me walking into the fridge and going, who ate my leftover food? That's a normal accusation, day-to-day -day life. No, no, no. An indictment is a formally written accusation with facts to back it up, performed and perfected according to legal rules. And then you take it into a court of law and you get it stamped, you get it authorized, and then you serve it against someone, the one whose name is accused on that piece of paper. Do you know what an indictment it is for the God of heaven to accuse the people of this nation of exalting mere men until their name punctures heaven and all God can hear about? is not the child trafficking that this nation is known for. It's not the satanic and the ritual murders. 
is not the sexual exploitation of men, women, and children through the media, through domestic violence, through rape, through brainwashing. It's not the excesses of government. It's not the abuse of power that this nation is becoming more and more known for. Not now, but throughout her recent and modern history. This is not what is puncturing heaven. This is not what is pulling the hearts of the people who call themselves Christians in this nation. No. It's the name of the current favorite pony. That's what God is hearing day and night, day and night, while the nation languishes under her sins without repentance and without changing. Let me read the prophecy. The prophecy is called Little Fires. I have removed my grace from America and she will not be great again. You trusted in the slogan and not in me. Yet I am the rock who carried you from your infancy and carried you all the way to old age. Yes, America, you are now in your old age. You are at the end of your life. You are at the end of your maidenhood. You have passed your young womanhood and you've even passed the bloom of a woman of a nation that was loved by God. You're an old maid now and you will go where all old maids go, to the grave. You have not trusted in me, but you trusted in the word of men and for this you will fall. You will not rise and you will not be great again. You will fall. There is a wall spoken of by Ezekiel the prophet in chapter 13 of his book. Say unto them, this man you see before you is that wall. Now the man that I saw before me was the president of the United States, the 45th president, the current, the current man in the White House, President Donald Trump. And I will describe more of what I saw in the vision, but for now I saw the president standing before me in a long black coat. He was wearing um, a somber outfit and I think a, a tie. It might've been burgundy or red, I'm not sure. And he was looking straight at me and he had a very defeated look on his face, very, very somber look. And there was a lot going on in the background behind him. And I will describe that in the next video. The Lord said, this man is the edifice, which means a tall, hulking and very powerful thing, like a ship or like a huge skyscraper. This is what you raised before him, me. You raised him up even to the heavens and you made him as God. The Lord did not use the small g. He said, you made him as God, big G, before me. You set my name in him. You, you, to set your name means that, oh, this is God's choice. This is God's pick. God says in the Bible often, I set my name in Jerusalem or I set my name in David, which means I, God, endorse this. And I go so far as to put my name on it. So God says, you set my name in him and then you put your trust in him. But this wall shall fall as is prophesied in Ezekiel 13. And all the prophets who deceived you and lied to you and caused you to put your trust in him instead of me shall fall with it. 
The false prophets and their power is great among you, America. Jezebel is working wonders in your midst. You can check the book of Revelation for, I think it's maybe the second, the third, or the fourth chapter where God is, where Jesus is indicting a church for raising up the spirit of false prophecy in their midst, and he calls it the spirit of Jezebel. I will purge you from their deceptions with fire. This wall will be knocked down by storms and tempests which are raging even now, and I say you will not be great. To the contrary, nothing is coming to you except a very great burning. You shall be burned with fire. A very great burning is coming to you, America. Your limbs shall be cut off, and I will not have mercy. I will not even leave a stump in the ground from which you might grow again. I will deny you the mercy of Nebuchadnezzar. I speak often of Nebuchadnezzar, the proud Babylonian king who exalted himself and said, all this that I have conquered, the lands and the women and the song, all this is mine. And he tested God so much in the pride and arrogance of his heart that eventually there was a pronouncement made against him from heaven. And it said, cut down the tree but leave the stump in the ground and band it around seven times. And the punishment that fell upon Nebuchadnezzar is that he went crazy. He lost his mind and he began to think he was an animal. And he lived on his palace grounds. The mercy of God is that he didn't actually get to roam in the city. The people never saw their king like that. It was only whispers that came out into the kingdom that the king had gone mad, absolutely mad. He lived outside under the rain, under the trees, under the stars, the Bible said. And for seven years, he had no use of his mental faculties until the day that his punishment decreed was over and God gave him back his senses. And when you read the king testimony about how there is only one God under heaven I tell you it is one of the most moving pieces of scripture in the Bible the Lord said that even the mercy that was shown to Nebuchadnezzar will not come to America for Nebuchadnezzar's stump was left in the ground and it was banded around with a band of iron seven times which means he was in the grip of an iron punishment seven years but eventually God brought him out. But God says that America's stump will be ripped out of the ground. I will not show you any more grace, he said. I said that I would show you no more grace and I meant it. There's a prophecy when God was speaking to me certain things and that prophecy is called no more grace. Please go and see it. He says, at a time and place of my choosing, you will be greatly humbled and burned with fire from one end to another, you and your unstable wall shall fall. But before that, there shall be little fires everywhere. America, you will erupt from one end to the other with instability, suffering, protests, agitations, and hardships coming to your people. And after that comes an oppressive rule. You will also find that in the prophecy, no more grace. God said that America will regret her choice. Twists and turns are coming to you like the soapies and dramas you love so much. Plot twists galore. How will you keep up? How will you know what's next? A surprising year is ahead. Many surprises, none of them pleasant or comforting. This you have done to yourself will surprise you. It will burn you causing little fires everywhere.
America, hear the indictment, the charges, the accusations of God. You worship men. You are constantly bowing down to mere human beings. You worshiped this one as a wall and you worshiped the one before him as a Messiah. And you worshiped the one before that and the one before that. And as a result, brothers and sisters, what I saw was a brutal iron mallet. The only thing I can compare what I saw to was the hammer of the so-called demigod, Thor. It was a huge and a heavy iron hammer. And then I saw a long row of Greek marble pillars. And on top of each pillar was the statue of a man. So the first man that I saw was George Washington. And I said he was easy to recognize because he had that hat on his head, the triangular hat, and he had a hand inside the coat. And then the scene sped down the row. And then I saw Abraham Lincoln and he held his hat off into his breast and he looked so noble, you know, he was looking up. And then next, the view zipped down a long way, down a long line of men. And then it came to the man that we know as Bill Clinton. And the hammer was held in a hand that was wearing an old style robe. And the hammer raised and it hit the statue of Clinton right in the face. And it cracked instantly. And the crack didn't stop in just the face. It ran all the way down to the base of the pillar. And then it came to the next statue, George Bush, and it struck him in the face. And again, it cracked and ran all the way down. And then it came to the man after Bush, Barack Obama, and it struck him. And the sound that this one made was a hollow boom, but it also cracked. This was the only one that made a sound as if underneath the plaster, as if underneath the clay, was iron, but it also cracked. And then after Obama, there was another pillar, but there was no statue on it. It was empty. And then from the bottom of the pillar, the empty pillar, fire kindled itself and started to burn. And that is the end of the prophecy, Little Fires. When it's a little quieter, I'll be back with the next video. Hopefully I will be able to put them both up today so that this matter can be passed. Thank you for visiting the Master's Voice. I'm your sister, Celestial. Please read Ezekiel 13. It is very important. The Lord has just been sharing with me in my own personal time and Bible reading that his soul is greatly taxed with false prophecy, filling the earth like a bitter and a stinking smoke. Read Ezekiel 13 and let the Lord hear your voice in prayer, always in repentance for your own sins, for your family as Job interceded for his family and for your nation. No matter where you are in this world, God loves you and he loves your nation also. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name, bye.